Hello, welcome to the midnight hour. It's been a while. How is everyone? Um, we are doing well. I have some champagne in hand. Mm -hmm. Stephen has champagne. We have some I meat do. and cheese, a charcuterie and cheese plate in front of us. Um, yep. Stephen, tell us why we have these things today. Well, uh, I didn't know we were going to jump right to this. Hmm. Um, I guess we can we can circle back around. Uh, what? Oh, you want to show? I need to see. Oh, god damn it. So we have video uh, for the first time ever. I need to monitor. Uh, I don't know if we're going to actually put any of this video up here. This is our meat and cheese board <laughs> for those of you who are watching, if we ever put this up. And if you're listening, I'm sorry. You she can't see the meat this. and cheese. That's okay. They're sweaty now. <laughs> we have sweaty meats. Um, we all, Yeah, we have our champagne. We have our bottle of Chandon uh, popped, ready to, ready to pour. It's almost empty. I think um, what's important is... This video is important because we're pretty dressed up. I have a dress on. Sure. I, and I have makeup on after months of not wearing any makeup. And I'm wearing you have, a suit that yes. uh, doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> the jacket fits. I can button the jacket. Uh, but the pants, the pants, <laughs> the pants, they don't button. Uh, uh, thank goodness we're like waist up or yeah. higher than that. Yeah. Uh, so the reason why we're dressed up and the reason why we have all this is we attended uh, our first Zoom wedding today. Yes. Uh, we attended the, the wedding for uh, my very good friend, close friend, uh, and bandmate, um, my drummer for my band. I don't I think we need to put names no, out there. No, I've known your drummer for many years. I've known him as long as you've known him. Not yes. into, like, well, I've with known the length, longer. right. Not with the length of, with the with length the of time that we know, but the quality, yeah. I've never met his girlfriend, now wife. Right. Turned fiance now wife never met her so th this is my first time meeting her and she seems lovely. She you seems would friendly. you would get along. She likes she Disney. likes meat plates apparently. She likes meat so plates. I, she so. likes Disney. She likes she <laughs> likes all the things that you know all the things that people like. She's she, nice. But does she like like K dramas? No. Okay. <laughs> well then we can't relate. Because all you ever do is watch K dramas. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm gonna hold this wine stopper because it's fun. So, yeah, we, we attended our first Zoom wedding. It um, Should we just recap the whole thing? Well, why we're in a Zoom wedding. Oh, yeah. well, why do we need to? Everybody knows that. We're in a Zoom wedding because we're in a pandemic. Uh-huh. Honestly, if it were me, if I had to choose between getting married in a Zoom wedding or not getting married at all, I would choose not getting married. So there was actually going to be another wedding that we were... Uh, well, we are still invited to. Um, that was, it's not a destination wedding, but it, it's, it would be in LA that we would have to go down to, uh, which we were, I don't know if I would say we were, we were looking forward to it. it was I was looking we forward do. to it. It was going to be at an art gallery. Yeah. I could um, dress up. I always love dressing up. So that wedding is just, they postponed it for a year. So they, they thought about doing the virtual wedding. Another friend of mine. Um, so they decided to, instead of doing the virtual thing, they were just like, fuck it. That doesn't make any sense. Let's just postpone it. Yep. Um, I think the biggest thing is they want to celebrate, be able to celebrate with their family and friends. Right. And they couldn't do that in the way that they wanted to. Right. Right. Exactly. Because the Zoom wedding, like, there's so much that goes into it. Even though, like, if you are putting on a Zoom wedding, like, if we were going to have a Zoom yes. wedding, our Zoom wedding would be fucking fantastic. <laughs> Uh, we would have great production quality. We'd have music piped in. Like, sound is important. Mm -hmm. Lighting is important. Right. Like, just overall quality is important. Like, who cares about your fucking vows? Like, you want... <laughs> well, no. But no. weddings are a production. Weddings are a show. That's why people, you know... Says... Why have weddings if you have, like, this... Says the married couple that got married 
at a courthouse and but that's but see that's like (laughs) not if you're putting on a wedding for many people there are there is a show element to it why do you have a first dance why do you have a rehearsal you know there there's production to it and so a zoom wedding would have even more production i would assume that's true but what i was kind of getting to is like if we put it on we would be able to do all that but there's a lot of like even if we did that the people that are attending our wedding they might have complications. Right. Like, if somebody's visiting your wedding in person, uh, there's a whole host of, like, oh, maybe there's something wrong with the food or the catering or the bar or, yeah. or there's a number of things that you have headaches over. But when you have uh, a virtual wedding, when you have a wedding that's, like, over Zoom, you don't you don't know what somebody's personal internet connection is like. You that's don't know what they're, like, oh, I can't hear anything. Well, that might be your fucking problem. And, of course, user error when you don't know how to use Zoom. Right. And, <laughs> Which we so got you, that in the wedding. Right. Um, and so it's 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 tricky. It's complicated. So we, we joined the, the Zoom wedding. Um, and... <laughs> It, it, it started late, which I guess is fine. Weddings start late. Yeah, I don't know a wedding that's ever started on time. And especially with a, with a Zoom wedding, you could imagine there's like... Definitely logistics. Oh, we can't get the camera up. We can't get the audio working. Uh, as it turns out, um, uh, from what I discovered later uh, and got verification of, uh, they were using... Because this was my drummer and we have a lot of recording equipment and like music equipment and stuff, they were using my microphone and my <laughs> uh, audio interface that I have over there for our recording, which is fine. Like I'm 100%. It's I'm, just funny that you recognize it. Well, yeah. Like you know your shit. Right. Like I, I saw from the from the, the camera that they were using and I was like, that's funny. Uh, but like, yeah, it's there. Use it. Like I, I do not care about that at all. Um, but. Uh, What's your point? I, I don't remember what my point was on that. <laughs> what was, where oh, were you so like they're, they're setting all this stuff up and like it's not something that somebody's bringing over and they don't have somebody that's hosting right. the wedding necessarily and like putting the production together. So they're using equipment that they may be unfamiliar with. Right. And so it's like, yeah, the wedding might start at, you know, six o'clock, but like f- fuck if they start setting it up at five. 50 thinking that, like I've done production. but that's why people have rehearsals and dry runs and everything too like that shit that is set up already but it's hard to do a dry run of like a digital or a live stream yeah. like I've done production for live streams yep and like you can do production as much as you want going up to that live stream but when it goes live it's a different animal right like there's always something joining wrong. There's and always like something oh wrong. shit I wasn't I wasn't prepared for it. like the breakout rooms yeah, I could tell that that was a frustrating thing because they did breakout rooms, which is a novel idea. Uh, because when you go to a wedding, you're like seated at certain tables with certain people. You have your small talk. We were worried about that portion because I knew literally no one right. at this wedding. Right. And it it's even weirder. If you know no one at a wedding and you're sitting at a table with them, you have distractions. You have things to look at. You have possibly food to eat. You have drinks to have, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know... You, you try to make the small talk, but in a Zoom wedding, there are no distractions. So True. you're you're muted or people are talking over each other. We're just trying to figure out like, oh, where are you from? It's just the small talk is that it's more weird. It is, <laughs> like I hate small talk to begin with. And then you put me in a Zoom room and I, it's like panic. Right. Because then it's like unmute, mute, which is a weird thing. Because if you're at a wedding with somebody There's and you, no you sit button. down at a table, right, you can't mute yourself. Yeah. But when you, like, we were we were muting all the time because we wanted to not not talk shit. 
But we wanted, but to, wanted to, to talk to We wanted to be able to speak freely. <laughs> yeah. And in order to speak freely, we had to mute. And you can't do that in person. Um, I could speak freely in person, but you'd be right next to me. I'll whisper to you. There's Everybody's talking <laughs> over each other, so <laughs> everyone's loud. So I think the the real, like getting down to it, yeah. if we're looking at like pros and cons between real life wedding and virtual wedding, yep. there's definitely some pros to a virtual wedding. One, uh, I'm, cheaper. It's cheaper. Uh, it's it's cheaper, definitely. Uh, two, I, I'm I'm wearing pants that that don't button. You're wearing slides. I'm wearing slides. I'm not wearing any shoes. I kicked off my shoes. I'm <laughs> um, comfortable. Yeah. Once you're done with the wedding, you are home already. Yeah. The commute's fucking fantastic. <laughs> I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really appreciate that part of it. Um. Getting ready, like we there, there wasn't really like a there was a bit of a rush for some fucking reason. Well, because we like decided to put everything at the last minute. Right. Nobody had at the wedding. Our big idea was to have the drinks and to have appetizers because that's what you have at a wedding. Right. And we wanted know, to do like a virtual background and everything and make it seem like we wanted to put the production on our side yes. to put forward the effort. Yes. Nobody else put forward the fucking <laughs> effort. No. Uh, there was nobody else that was like sitting. Uh, at a desk, even really like right. There people... was there was someone driving. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I, okay, what we learned because we ended up in yes. one of the breakout rooms. They had just landed uh, from flight because they were gonna go to like the after party in person. As much as I would love to go to the after party in person, it's just not realistic for us. Uh, we live too far. We've had almost an entire bottle of champagne. <laughs> it's not responsible for us. Um, but like I understand, but yeah, like we're looking, we're sitting there at the during the the um, the actual like, not the reception, the what's the, it the, the ceremony, the ceremony. <laughs> uh, so we're sitting there at the ceremony, and like, yeah, we see people sitting on their bed. Uh, we see somebody in workout clothes. <laughs> we see um, there's like sp- driving in the car, tank tops galore, tank tops galore. Um, which like yeah, people are comfortable, but like. It's still a wedding. It's still a that's, wedding. That's my point. Like, if somebody showed up in a tank top to my wedding, I probably I'd want to kick them out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. It's the truth. I just I put even if it's cheaper, you still put so much time and energy. You put on the invitation that there's this dress code. Please like wear florals, wear a hat or something like that. You know, wear light colors, it, which yeah. you did not do. You no, wore all but black. I always wear black, so fuck off. Um, <laughs> But anyway, it's just you that t- effort is in there, so I would imagine that my guests would put in that effort right. as well. But And that's the thing, like we we when you go to a wedding, you want to like the wedding is for the the people getting married. Well, that's not that's not the saying. What's the saying? <laughs> I think the the saying is like weddings are for your family and your friends. Well, fuck that. The wedding should be for the people that are getting married. The marriage is for the couple. The wedding is for your family and friends. But fuck all that. So the wedding should be for the people that are getting married. And if the people that are getting married are having to do a virtual wedding, you should put in your fucking side of the effort to like make it look as good as you can from your side of things. You should you should try a little bit. I mean, you don't even have to put bottoms on, but maybe the top. Right. That's all. Maybe. Do Maybe. a dry run. Like set up your your your. Even if you're doing like a laptop. Put your webcam, hair up. Even if you're doing your phone, put your phone on something. Yeah. Have your camera ready. Like fucking be there for the people. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's, that's all right. 
you know what? I think, I think they had fun. I, it was the shortest ceremony that I've ever been to. Yeah. But there was a nice moment in there where they talked about like the stepson mm-hmm. and being a family, and I thought that was really sweet. So. That was very sweet. Um, and I'm happy for them. Me I know, too. I've like, never met her, but I'm super happy for them. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I've I've known him, and I've known him with other girlfriends <laughs> and stuff. And like, it's it's good to see him happy and, yeah. and all that. Yeah. So virtual weddings are weird. Um, yeah, I, I honestly I hope I never have to go to another one. Getting camera ready is hard. <laughs> I'm fine with going to another one. Yeah, um, but I just I don't want to be. I mean, I kind of do, but I, I want other people to be putting in the same level of effort that I am. Mm-hmm. So like, I want to see other people dress up or I want to see other people. And there was like, there was one person that had a hat on and like, yeah, there was some people that he had a like suit on some level of effort, but like, yeah, I, I, I saw want, no other dresses. No, no. And like when we went to the breakout room, people were commenting like, oh, your setup's nice. And it's like, right. Like we, we put in the effort. Like, yeah. Honestly, even if you just set up your camera, you put something, like you put your phone or your your laptop like far enough away from you and you framed it a little bit, that's fine. Like you'll you'll look better. Just do that. I just I am whenever there's a camera situation, I feel like I need to be ready. That's why at work I do not put my camera on because I am not in a camera ready situation. You can't be ready every day. Exactly. That's my point. I can't do that. Uh, Sorry. No, you, you yelled. <laughs> uh, because it's very, it's it means a lot to me that I can't I can't do that every fucking day. Even though I did do that every day when I went to work. Yeah. I put on pants every day. <laughs> I put on eyeliner every day. Like what? How? How did actually, I do that? That reminds me, like I, I think about when I I started at at my current job, and I think about like I did my hair every day. Yeah. And I, I like <laughs> had like an outfit that I was like, okay, I'm gonna wear this. Yeah. I'm gonna wear this button up, and then like. After a certain amount of months, that changes. But you you never wore like sweats or anything to work. Like, I didn't wear, I never sweats, wear sweats, but like I would wear like a hoodie or I'd put mm-hmm. a, a beanie on or something. And I remember like the first time I started to do that, people were like, "Oh, you're you're getting more comfortable." It's weird <laughs> because hoodies are nice to me. Like I have really, have nice I have hoodies. nice hoodies, but also like that to me is part of an outfit, and that's mm. like my style. So it's not lazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it got to a point where like I would wear, I would get so caught up in like that type of an outfit where when I would not have a beanie on or not wear a hat, yeah. they'd be like, whoa, I then haven't seen your know- hair in oh, years. Oh God, I hate when people notice what I wear. <laughs> it's it's so weird. I think it's it's a girl thing. Like if I do something to my hair, like if I cut it's it and nobody, if nobody says anything, I'm like, well, what the hell? Like nobody said anything. But then at the same time, I don't want people to say anything and make a big deal out of it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unbutton. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. It's hot here. The, the ceiling fan isn't doing enough. You're relaxed. All that Shandon you were drinking. Two buttons deep. Um, no, it's definitely not just a okay. not just a girl thing because like if I wake up a little bit earlier, back in the days when we would go into an office and I would do my hair and I'd wear like clothes. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't just wear like a, a t-shirt and some jeans and throw a jacket on, but I'd wear like a button up, like. It is annoying in both ways where people are like, oh, you look nice. What's going on? Do you have an interview? Yeah, yeah. And they Ugh. do shit like that. And then Cheesy like, ass jokes. Yeah, like, oh, who are you getting dressed up for? And then if they don't say anything, like the people that you work with all the time, you go in there and you sit down and, and they're just like, hey. And you're like, 
the fuck? I put in this fucking effort for you. You don't appreciate it. Oh, gosh. It's just a lose-lose situation. Yeah. I, but honestly, I, for the most part, I don't like when people comment. And for me, it's it's such a petty thing. But when I wear some, something, I don't like telling people where I got it from. Because <laughs> you don't want people to get the same I don't thing. want people to get I hate wearing like the same things as other people. And it has happened before. Um, just by coincidence. But so when someone says, oh, you look nice, a lot of people say, oh, I got it from here. I got it from there. I'm like, oh, thank you. And yeah. that's it. Because so I don't like to tell people where I got my there's stuff. There's that. But like, what if somebody says, oh, you look nice. Where'd you get that top? Then I'll lie. <laughs> For the longest time, I lie. said everything I had was from H&M or Zara. And that's not true. <laughs> no, because you get most things from, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, same, thank same you. place. Please I don't do. advertise that. Uh, well, I mean, now you wear designer things, so like, if you you want people to know but what no, designer it is. But designers, like, they okay. So first of all, if I have a designer thing that doesn't have a label on it and somebody likes it, I feel like the douchiest person to be like, oh, I got it from Gucci. Like that is terrible to me. I hate that. So another reason why I don't want to say where I got something. Like if from. I'm wearing my, like. The but Balmain, like the, the Balmain shirt. Oh, where did you get that? Oh, I got this in Paris yeah, from the Balmain that's so store. Douchey. Yeah, I hate that. I hate it. But the the shirt speaks for itself. <laughs> the clothes speak for itself. Sure, sure. Okay. Anyway, what about Zoom weddings? So I think that's. I don't know. Zoom weddings. They're they're weird. They're awkward. Is there anything else that you wanted to, to the ceremony we uh, talked about? Yeah. The reception. The reception is weird when like. There's only one or two people that are unmuted or have their camera on, and you're just like sitting in a room. And then when nobody's talking and they're muted, it's awkward enough when you're muted at a table, like when you're at a table in person and nobody's really saying anything. Like everybody understands. Everybody's there. Everybody's like, okay, I'm sitting at a table. Nobody's talking. We're eating or we're drinking, whatever. I can look around. I can try to like make small talk. But people are so much more comfortable when they're at home and like, they don't have their their mic on and you can like we were sitting on the same camera i think we were like the only couple that was there there was a guy and his kid there was a guy and his kid but like (laughs) there were times where we were muted and we were clearly talking to each other and it's like you normally if we were at a an in-person wedding and we were talking you would hear us and like that would maybe spawn a conversation yeah like we were muted and we were just like talking to each other because we're rude assholes i guess i think it's etiquette too. I will yeah. say that because if you're talking and you're not involving the rest, not everyone in that conversation, then you mute yourself because otherwise, true. that's I think that's rude. Right. That's it, a that's a work thing. I think we have Zoom etiquette because we we do it for work. I yeah. Don't know, don't you mute yourself. You mute yourself because um, back to the technology thing. There was this whole thing where uh, a lot of um, the people on the call or in the meeting, in the reception, in the ceremony. They did not, they've never used Zoom before. So they didn't know where things were. They didn't know what to press. And I was like, oh my God, this is torture. It's fucking torture. You think it's torture for you. I'm in IT. I'm a Zoom admin. Like I'm the one who usually when we have meetings at work, like I'm the one that's like managing the meeting, unmuting people, bringing people, like that's my job. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and like somebody, not only is it torture for somebody to be like, oh, I don't know how to put on fucking gallery view to see all the different people in the, in the We're room. We're like the corner. Just look at the corner. But like, yeah, that might be torture to you. But it's even more torture for me hearing somebody else being like, oh, it should be like right here. And like trying to like, fuck. oh God. Like trying to so fix no- it themselves. Right. And like nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about. I'm not going to tell anybody because 
I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, not not that. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I, I wish them luck. Congrats, yeah, and you know, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun to do something. Yeah. It was uh, a goal. And, like, we, we've spent... Uh, Hours getting ready. We went to Trader Joe's. And <laughs> I painted bots, my nails. Bots and stuff like um, it was. It was. It was fun. It was nice to do those things again. Right. Right. To, to get have dressed some sort up. Of social interaction. To, yeah, social interaction. To to drink, to eat, and even though you're not directly with the person, you're with people. So right. it was nice to do that again. So a Zoom wedding, not for me, but if it's not the that, best, if it's that important to you, please zoom away. Wedding Zoom away. away. Wait, they have their certificate already. You said. Yeah. So they've yeah. been technically married for a little bit. For a day, I saw. I oh, saw. Okay, I okay. saw yesterday that um, they got they got married officially. So congratulations. Yeah. So we have something new for y'all. Mm-hmm. We have a new uh, segment in the show. Um, there is a for those of you who have been on reddit.com it is a website um that is it's essentially like a, a forum it's like an old school type of forum where people will post something and then you can comment on it you can upvote it for visibility's sake um but there's i'm mentioning this for a specific reason there is a certain subreddit that we are going to uh, I think regularly visit. Uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. If it's fun, then we keep doing it. So, okay. If it's like a whack segment, this will be the first and last time. I do hear. not think it'll be a whack segment. <laughs> so, going, taking a step back, what is this podcast about? This podcast was founded on um, the the late night musings of an unconventional couple. I don't know how unconventional we are. We are conventional now. Uh, but, okay, so this this is, at its core, a relationship podcast. Yeah. We are, we've been together for... Too long. Okay. <laughs> yes. We've been together for too long. We've been together for over a decade. We haven't uh, met our equinox yet. Right. Our equinox, for those of you uh, unfamiliar, <laughs> is when you've reached the point where... You've uh, been together longer than you haven't. Well, the equinox is you've been together for an equal amount of time yes. as you have not been together. And then once you cross that path, every day, every minute, every second is you've been with this person longer than you haven't been with this person. Yeah, we haven't reached that. That's coming in, I think, like three years for us. Yeah, probably. I think in three years. And we're supposed to have a big party. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a, re- uh, a equinox, an equinox party. party. That should, that's Fun. That's oh, a it's theme. Gonna be That's a theme right fucking there. Fucking fire. I'll we're gonna we're Zoom. gonna rent out fuck. that will be our <laughs> like actual wedding ceremony. Like yeah. that will be yeah. our, our big party. Yeah, let's do it. Um but okay, so I think that we have a pretty good grasp on relationships and how to make a long lasting relationship work. We have good insight. I will say an unconventionality. Uh, you are the only relationship that I've been in. True. So what people are going to be saying, I probably have no experience whatsoever. Well, I mean, and just being like any relationship I had before you was in high in school. In high school, yeah. Technically, I mean, well, technically no, because I was out of high school for one. Anyway, I was still a teenager. Yeah. You're you're my only adult relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what we're going to be doing? What we're going to be doing moving uh, from here on out? We'll come up with some sort of an intro song or, or something sure. uh, sometime down the road. But we're going to be visiting the Reddit subreddit 
which is the relationships subreddit. And we are going to give advice on people's problems. They write in, they put <laughs> uh, they put what they're... Apparently we're the authority to do we that. We are the fucking authority on this. Uh, so I'll just start off by by reading one of these. Some of these might be a little long. I'll Don't try to read go the ASMR. entire thing, please. Uh, I'll 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 go I'll go until it's not funny anymore. Um, okay, so this one the title is <clears throat> my thirty two male husband. I'm a, th- a twenty nine year old male. Oh, oh interesting. Okay, okay. Refuses to tell me how much money he has saved, and until recently, I did not know his salary. I find this extremely odd to be married and not know this information. Uh, So let me read a little bit of what this kind of breaks down into. Kind of summarizing the heading, but my partner has always been fairly coy with money. Refused to tell me exactly how much he earned until we (laughs) went and did taxes together. And he was kind of forced to say. I wonder if this guy makes way more money. uh, Let me see if we can find. uh, I'm extremely open with money as I figure uh, while we can have have our own lumps of money that don't go into the joint account. Mm -hmm. They have a joint account. Interesting. Uh, and can spend whatever you want on. Uh, we are in this together as a team, and so if mm. we're buying a house, etc., it's kind of important to know this that, stuff. That's true. Uh, anytime I ask how much money he has, whether jokingly or seriously, he ends up getting pissed at me, saying it's none of my business, and s- shuts the conversation down. Um, let me see if I can scan ahead uh, and see if we open I book. I pulled this information out of him. Oh, so he, he did get... Right. And then I basically coerced him into tell, to tell me when it was one of the last pieces of independence he had. Ah, so he's grasping on it. Is that the problem? Basically he's started saying, are you happy you know now? Uh, to which I tried to explain, I don't care how much he has. Uh, ooh, sounds like maybe he doesn't have that much. Mm. Um, I asked him, does he feel like he's losing his independence, being married to me? To which he stated, uh, that's something I'll never lose. Mm. Okay, the TLDR of this Husband always refused to talk about his salary slash savings until I mentioned it's kind of weird for a married couple to not be able to talk about this kind of stuff. Uh, as we look into purchasing a house soon. So they are looking to buy a house. Uh, you Has been really pissed off at me since. A little confused. Okay. I think you need to know your partner's credit score. I think that's an important thing to know. Like before you get married, if you know their credit score, because their credit is your credit. And if you're going to try, if they have terrible credit, right. you it brings your credit down. I think it's really weird. Honestly, you should know that before you get married. Yes. Like I think just because I tell you how much money I have saved like on my own part has nothing to do with taking my independence away. Just because no. you know that information doesn't mean that I that's still my money. You and I have our own money. Right. We don't have a joint account. We don't have a joint account. We you never have, have yours. I have mine. I spend it. And we tell each other what we spend our money on. Right. And I know your bank login. You know my bank login. Yeah. And honestly, it's not a secret. We've gotten to a point in our lives where we're very lucky where we don't really have to tell each other everything. Like, if we're making <laughs> a big purchase, sure. But, like, we're not. I don't know. I still I need to know your smaller purchases. <laughs> well, You'd be buying weird shit like short shorts. That's strange. And tank tops. Okay. Well, I need short shorts. <laughs> we're trying to exercise more. I need my short shorts. They're athletic like shorts. Like your booty shorts. They're athletic shorts. Thank picture, you very much. Picture, um, what's the... picture a runner in the 70s. <laughs> yes. Picture somebody running track in the 1970s. It's got the piping around the legs. <laughs> the point is, if I'm riding a bike or I'm running, I need the freedom of movement, Okay. Those okay, sure, yes. That's what sweats are for. <laughs> no, no, because it gets too hot. <laughs> but booty shorts? The, my booty does not hang out of these shorts unless if I pull them up. <laughs> 
Anyway, the point is, like, we can make these kind of purchases, and it's not going to hamper us. But, like, we both have our own bank. Like, I know your bank login. You know my bank login. If we were really shady and we wanted to, like, snoop on each other, we could check hourly what the bank statements are. To me, this seems like one of two things. It seems like the person who is hiding the the bank information and the, the how much money they're making and how much money they're spending. Uh, either they're being shady and they're doing shady shit with their money. Yeah. Or, or they're ashamed mm. of either how much money they're making or what they're spending their money on. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but like, honestly, I don't know. It, it's always been a weird thing. Like, if you buy something, like I bought those shorts, you're going to fucking see those shorts. And you're going to be like, hey, I don't recognize those shorts. When did you get those shorts? You know, I actually think that it's common for, and I think a lot with wives, Mm. to have a secret account away from their husbands. And I think it's a security thing. It's a safety thing. I think um, it's um, a way to, it's like, if things go wrong, I'm not. I, I have some money to fall back on kind of thing. So I think that happens actually pretty frequently. Hmm. Um, that's the only reason I could think of why a person would also um, hide some money away or be secretive uh, about that is because, uh, you know, if somebody has like an abusive partner, I'm not saying this person's abusive, but, you know, and they need to run away that they have that that side money. So, but see, that makes sense to having like a secret. But this uh, person has. They have a joint a account. account. Yeah. But the personal accounts are private. Yeah. Which is strange. Uh, money is not funny. No. <laughs> so we're going to move on to the next one. This one seems a little bit more radical. We have a couple of these. Um, so uh, I'll start off. My partner in one year, 33 female, has left me, 37-year-old male. Ooh, later relationship in life. Uh, because she had a vision from God. As an atheist, I'm worried she's having a psychotic episode. I think she's just using it as an excuse to leave. Let's find out. Uh, So I have had the best year of my life with this beautiful soul. We shared everything. Just a few days ago, she called me her soulmate. We are deeply in love, and both of us went out of our way to make it an amazing relationship. She has been out of work since COVID struck. Uh, Love in the time of of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Uh, And has been stuck at home. She has always kind of spiritual, which I loved. She was always kind of spiritual, because it balanced out my atheism. Uh, Do you need to balance out an an atheist? No, you don't need to balance (laughs) shit. Uh, But she was always in check with reality. Mm, That's a little bit, that's a a sentence that I feel like is a little bit demeaning. Uh, I got home from work yesterday and she sat me down and told me she has had a vision from God. And now she's on a mission to, quote, save the world (laughs) through the power of her newfound religion. By the way, not any particular religion, a new one she has created. (laughs) Uh, this just blew me away. In a million years, I wasn't expecting that. I'd never seen this weird look on her eyes before. Uh, she wasn't sad about us at all. In fact, she was kind of maniacally happy about it. So her mission, when she's explaining this, she's saying that, oh, we need to not be together for my mission. Because she's saying, like, uh, this guy's saying that she wasn't sad about us. So it seems like the breakup was part of her mission. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so TLDR, should I leave? Oh, so they haven't left. I don't understand. Uh, should I leave her uh, for her new beliefs or are her beliefs a sign of slipping mental health? What does TLDR mean? Too long, didn't read. Oh, so yeah. people that didn't read <laughs> the whole thing. Why didn't we read this then? We should have just gone straight There's to some the nuance. bottom. There's some nuance I need to hear here. Well, that was, yeah. 
So I think this guy's probably a little bit of an asshole with his views. I yeah. think he's kind of set. Yes. So I, he's 37. Yeah. He's a little bit older. I think he's kind of set in his ways, and he's like, look, look, everybody. I'm an atheist. I'm smart. <laughs> uh, she's, you know, always been spiritual, which, but she's always had her, her check on reality. Um, but, like, when she's explaining to him that she's had a vision from God, he's like, oh, our relationship's probably going to be over. I should probably break up with her. Uh, which, yeah, she does seem a little out of it. I think she's... <laughs> So what what do you think? I think she's just I said, bored. I, I don't know. She they're not together anymore. I feel like this was, like I said in the beginning, like just like hey, it just seems like a weak excuse to be like I don't want to be with you anymore because like you said, he seems, seems like a condescending asshole. She's thirty three. She can still find you know she got plenty of time to find a man. But if her life's mission has just changed and her life's mission is now. He's uh, asking whether he should just leave. First of all, don't tell her that she, she's not having a psychotic episode. I don't think. I mean, I don't know this. I don't know this person, but um, it seems like to him, anybody with a religion is a is psychotic. We might be reading into that a little bit because, like, okay, she has been out of work since COVID, so she's been stuck at home. He seems like he's still been working uh-huh. because he's he's saying that like he got home and she mentioned this. Um, so I, I feel like. Should I leave her for her new beliefs? If you had the best year of your life with a beautiful soul, as you mentioned in your first sentence, no. Well, I'm very confused by this because the title <laughs> says, my partner of one year has left me. And then he's saying, should I leave her? <laughs> yeah, that's confusing. And this then he's guy also saying, doesn't have uh, she wasn't sad about us at all. So I don't know if she's, is she wanting to leave because of her new religious experience? Like it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like he wants to leave. I feel like he just assumes that their relationship is over because she's fucking whacked out of her mind. <laughs> it does seem like she's having a little bit of a crisis. You think so? Whether it's, of course she is. She's, she's reached this new like religious experience. Uh, she's had a vision from God. She's all alone. The COVID is obviously affecting her very heavily. Um, so she's she's having some sort of a problem. And I guess this kind of is also a clean it up or leave. If if you're yep. in a relationship with somebody for a year, one year. If he thinks she's having a psychotic episode, he, it sounds like he wants he wants to leave. I don't think he wants to. Deal I with think this. he want he doesn't want to deal with it, and he's here on Reddit to be like justify my reasons for wanting to leave. Yeah, I I agree, but also. You've been with somebody for a year. You're almost 40. Just leave. Just do something else. Like, like is, before you get any, I don't know. I think there's a reason why he's 37 and single. Probably. <laughs> but I feel like that means that this is probably not the right relationship for him. No. It's also probably not the right relationship no, for her. No, I think she needs to get out. He seems like a, a well-actually fedora-wearing, neckbeard, atheist kind of guy. Mm. Uh, and yet, if she's having a religious uh, overhaul of her life, then she should probably leave. As somebody not religious myself, somebody who does not believe in this myself, uh, I still think that she should probably find somebody that aligns with her beliefs a little bit more, even if they are fucking batshit crazy. Uh, so we're going to go with some some a younger couple. My 24. Is this your, what is this? This is my this, ASMR. Uh, no, but you're like sitting. This is part of the process. This is the, my, my, my cross your therapist look. My 24-year-old female, uh, wait. What? My, Okay. She's a 24-year-old female. My boyfriend, 25-year-old male, did something really off-putting the other day, and I don't know how to handle this situation. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Okay, so I'll, I'll read this. <clears throat> We've both been working from home for a few months. Read now it normally. No! 
God, lay off me. We've both been working from home for a few months now because of corona. So we've been cooped up together for all day for a while now. This is possibly affecting certain aspects of our relationship. But all in all, it's been pretty fine so far. Well, the other day, on his lunch break, he walked over to my desk, grabbed my hand, which he does a lot to be sweet. And usually I'm bringing the TLDR. Uh, but this time, he put my hand right up to his butt and literally <laughs> farted on it. It was on purpose. I asked him not to do it again. And I don't think he will. But it doesn't change the fact that it happened. <laughs> We've been dating for five years now. And sometimes he farts on me, too, on purpose. I've asked him not to do uh but he still does things like this every few months. How do I talk to him about this? Uh, I'm staying with a friend this weekend, so I have a few days to figure <laughs> She left to figure this out. It's corona. It's fucking lockdown, and she leaves. To there's go. a bigger problem here. Oh my God. And the bigger problem is her boyfriend is not listening to her. Uh, so I'll do the TLDR, and then I'm going to do, there's an edit on this. Uh, TLDR, my boyfriend farted on me on purpose and also sometimes farts on me on purpose. <laughs> How can I properly address this so that this <laughs> address that this bothers me? So edit, this is a follow-up. I just texted him about it. I know I should have waited until I'm home to talk in person, but I can't get this off my mind. And he just thinks this is all a joke. He said it's funny, like when I accidentally queefed during sex. But the thing is, one is on purpose and one is not. He said he won't do it again, but it seems like I'm making a big deal out of nothing. My, I'll probably go home tonight. Don't make fun or a joke or laugh when a woman queefs. <laughs> don't. Don't. No, don't. That's, That's not like, again, yes, we don't do it on purpose. And like, it's, it's, it could be embarrassing. You just have, this woman just gave you sex. All right. Like you guys, okay, you guys just okay. got to fuck. I got a problem with that. The woman didn't give him sex. They had sex. They had sex. Fine. It's but not a not give or take type of that thing. That kind of thing into a joke. Otherwise she will not have sex with you again. She'll, she'll feel have self sex with somebody else. She'll feel self-conscious about it. And and then we'll get turned off completely. So sure. if you have, like, just don't, that's something that doesn't need to be addressed. Anyway. I think that's just like a minor. Uh, <laughs> so here, here's my thoughts. Kind of similar. Uh, farting on purpose and making a joke about farting is not funny, people. <laughs> don't do it. It's not fucking funny. If there's an accidental slip, just ignore it. Move <laughs> on. How old are we that we have, like, like how old is how old is this dude? Twenty five. He's twenty five. He seems to be like that frat bro guy who's, who's treating his girlfriend like his bro and takes her hand and and does what he wants with it. But do you think she's making a big deal out of this? I think the bigger situation. It sounds like she said this multiple times. I do not do this, and he's still doing it. Mm. That's the that's the bigger problem here. My boyfriend is not listening to me when I tell him that I don't like this certain thing. There's an issue of trust, and he keeps doing it, and because he, he thinks it's funny, and right. the other person does not think it's funny. Stephen, I kind of have this problem with you, and I'm looking at you right now, and the okay. people on the who are watching this video are gonna see me looking at you because there are times when I ask you to stop doing something, and you will not stop doing it. Okay, well, when you say that, I stop doing it. No, you yes, I do, and then. Just because you stopped at that moment and you go back, like, maybe a day later, maybe a month later, you do it again. Okay, but these are little things like tickling and and stuff. This yeah, you're not farting on my body. <laughs> never. I would never do that. I, that is absolutely atrocious. I just, think this just guy, don't do that. This guy needs to listen to her. He needs to listen and he, need, he needs to acknowledge that my girlfriend does not like this. Yes. And I will stop doing that. It's not a hard thing to stop doing. Yeah, if he cannot listen to you, 
you should break up with him. Right. Because that's the bigger problem here. I agree. Do not intentionally fart on her, please. <laughs> please. But I do think it's if funny. If she likes it, fart away. But she's telling you that she doesn't. So listen to her. If if she likes it, both of you should break up and never date anybody ever again because <laughs> you're both fucking freaks. No, um, you found each other. No. You both like it. Kill yourself. Uh, Steven, you are not a 13-year-old girl. Or boy, or anybody. You're not 13. Stop saying that stuff. Anyway. What? To kill Next. yourself? Yes. Well, no, you shouldn't be on this planet if you like farts. <laughs> anyway, um, I do think it's a little funny that she ran away <laughs> to her friend's place to stay for a weekend because She's so her boyfriend over it. farted on her head. I'm sure there's more to the story. Yeah, it seems like they're, yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, this one's interesting. Uh, I, a 27-year-old female, am constantly annoyed by my husband, 27-year-old male, and he hasn't done anything wrong. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll read this a little bit and see see when I skip to the TLDR. Uh, for background, my husband and I dated for eight years before getting married one year ago. I thought we did everything right by waiting a long time, living together for a few years and waiting till mid to late 20s to get married. Nothing was rushed. Everything was deliberate and well thought out. So why do I feel this way? Essentially... My husband has always had deep interest in a few hobbies, anime, video games, etc. And he's had these interests since I met him. I'm really into a couple things as well, books, sports, etc. But for a while now, I felt annoyed by him, (laughs) annoyed by his interests. We've never had these hobbies in common and usually subscribe to the alone but together way of doing things, pursuing our hobbies in the same room. Uh, maybe some passive physical touch, feet touching, whatever, while they're kind of doing their own thing. Um, They're very descriptive. I know. Um, I think we've kind of got the... Okay, so he's not an addict or anything. Uh, Yeah, he stays up late playing games and stuff, but it doesn't get in the way of his job or anything. I've asked him uh, for time with with him, and he's willing to put the anime games aside, or at least willing to schedule a time with me. Uh, But I'm always just angry anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will say that while COVID may have some to do with this, I'm an essential worker, so it's not like we're together all day every day. You shouldn't be. If you have to be, Is he working? Is he an essential worker? He might be working from home. Uh, I'm finding it harder to talk to him, too. I find myself seeking out people who share my interests. Okay. I think we can kind of stop on this. So TLDR, finding myself constantly annoyed by my husband's hobbies, uh, though he isn't doing anything wrong here. Uh, it's there's kind of two ways of doing it. if this person it seems like maybe in one way she could be kind of over him yep <laughs> that's what you get too it's not a seven year itch they've been together for eight years but like it's it kind of feels that way where she seems like she doesn't really like this person I think anymore. she just wants somebody that shares uh, the same hobbies and I think he's more he's He's able to compartmentalize his interests and hobbies. I don't think she is, mm-hmm. which I'm not saying one person is right or one person is wrong. It seems like he's trying to, you know, make things work. They do some like physical touching and stuff while their own hobbies are being uh, indulged. But like, I think she wants somebody that she can share hobbies with, and he is okay having a relationship where he doesn't share hobbies. I think we have very mm-hmm. different hobbies, mm-hmm. um, and we are okay with the compartmentalizing. I can play video games, I can do music, you can watch K dramas <laughs> and like, you know, the things the weird <laughs> whatever shit things you I do. <laughs> but like it doesn't bother me and no. hopefully it and doesn't bother you. Yours doesn't bother me. I think it was maybe a, maybe a while ago 
a long time ago, maybe years ago, it bothered me, but I don't That's really care weird. anymore. We're doing our, we do our own thing. When you're doing your stuff, I'll right. sit with you. When I do my stuff, you sit with me. Like, even though we don't have uh, everything in common, like, we still want to be together doing right. these things. And I think the key telling point here is that uh, she does mention that, like, when she says, hey, we should spend some time together, he does. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, oh, that's fine. Like, yeah, let's spend some time together. I'll put my anime or, or video games aside. Or they'll schedule time. Like, seems like she's kind of, I feel bad for the guy because I feel like he's trying to make it work and she just doesn't really, she's I mean, not she's saying that she's bend. seeking out other people that right. have her. And it's like, how, what is that? Who are you seeking out to? What does that mean? Are you, do you rather, you'd rather spend time with these people, person, as opposed to your husband. I think this last paragraph that we didn't read is is pretty telling. Is it normal to be annoyed with a partner like this? I don't know if it's relevant, but we don't have a ton of sex either. Maybe three times a month at most. I find myself uh, preferring self-pleasure these days rather than asking him if he's interested. He rarely asks me much either. Uh, He says he doesn't like to bother me. I don't know. I I need help. I think there's a big communication problem between the two. Um, I think they can get past this. If she, if she, I think they can get past it if she wants to. I yes. think he's willing to work. Yes. She, I, if I, just reading from this, I don't know these people, she sounds like she's just not interested in this relationship. Right, anymore. and she's the one making the post. Yeah. And it sounds like he's willing, he's more interested, he's willing to make it work, but she doesn't want to bend, which, like, if you don't want to bend and you want to find somebody with your interests, uh, I that's think not bad. I, they're married. Try to bend. Yeah. Try to bend a little bit. Try to bend. Try to bend. Yes. Um, that sucks. Yeesh, I say to that. So here we go. We got a, a young relationship. Uh, 23-year-old male and 24... 21. No, 23-year-old male and a 21-year-old female. You said 24. I don't... Okay. <laughs> My girlfriend... Uh, so this person, the guy is 23. He's posting this. The girlfriend's 21. Has been taking a liking to her therapist. And it's causing a problem in our relationship. Okay, I need to know what liking means. Okay. I've been with my girlfriend, uh, well, we not include the name, for two years and eight months. <laughs> uh, we moved in with each other this year, and we're talking about having a baby sometime next year, depending on our stability. Okay. Uh, the girlfriend has been seeing a therapist for some time now because of our problems with her, uh, because of her problems with her father. He was an alcoholic and neglectful, whatever. Um, she had been seeing a female therapist, but her regular therapist has since had a baby and gone on maternity leave. A lot of babies in this story. <laughs> then she got uh, her male doctor. He's usually cracking jokes with her, uh, but has things like we care, uh, et cetera, regular doctor stuff. And honestly, I don't think anything of it. Uh, girlfriend got hospitalized for two days because she fainted. Okay. She told me in private she wanted to lose weight to impress her doctor. Uh, another female doctor starts talking to her because the girlfriend told regular therapist she has body dysmorphia. Yeah. She didn't tell them before. Uh, so the girlfriend... Um, should be back to having a woman therapist, but no, she insists on having the male therapist present, uh, insists on continuing texting with him, uh, which I don't understand. Is she paying for this text? I don't know. She doesn't flirt, thankfully, I'm, uh, but I'm still concerned that she still has a crush on him, uh, and he's using it to his advantage, question mark. Mm. Uh, but would he be wrong to use her liking him to advance on her therapy? Mm, interesting. Um TLDR, my girlfriend has taken a liking to her therapist and it's causing a problem in our relationship. What's the problem? 
I kind of feel insecure here. We're arguing more over it because she gets so happy when he texts, which is very rare. Uh, I don't think it's it's weird for somebody in therapy. In therapy, you are letting yourself, you're telling the truth. You're letting yourself go. This person is listening to you. They're getting paid to listen to you. Right. And so it's it seems kind of like to to crush on someone or to like this person or, or being confused that this is more than just, it's like when, I don't know if it's like, but if you go to a strip club, right? And mm-hmm, then the girl mm-hmm. flirts with you, the stripper flirts with you and you think that she's in love with you, but right. her job is to make you feel like she's in love with you well, this or is, she's attracted to you. This is something that like happens. People do develop yeah. one-sided feelings with their therapists. Uh, Somebody, uh, I mean, why? yeah, they listen to you. Right. <laughs> A uh, couple things I'm just thinking about now. So there is uh, an edit here. Sorry, should have been clear. He'll only text her about appointments and ask how she is, mm. give advice on certain it's subjects. It's all on the girlfriend, it sounds all like. on her. So also remember why she went to therapy in the first yes. place. Her dad. Yes. So yeah, it definitely seems like she's getting something from this therapist that is uh, somewhat of a... a paternal Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and she may be a little confused on it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. honestly i feel like this is something it sucks because she would have to recognize it she should probably talk with her therapist about (laughs) it (laughs) like um therapist i kind of have a crush on you and you make me so happy when you text me and I like imagine you in my in and i dream about you when i'm sleeping not included (laughs) in this um yeah, I definitely think it's... What does he want to do? He he doesn't know. He doesn't know. I think he wants to understand if he's being unreasonable in this situation. To feel a little jealous? I don't think he's being unreasonable. I don't think, I think so either. I think it's, it's difficult because I don't know. She needs to do something about this. She needs to recognize that it's unhealthy. And if yeah. she doesn't recognize it, there's not much you can do. Yeah. I mean, should he stay with her? Did they know. No, I'm going to say no to this really? because they are talking about having a baby. She's that's not, true. When we're stable, that's not even financially stable. That's mentally stable. And she's 21 years old yeah. and she doesn't seem like she's mentally stable. 21 year old and he's 23. You shouldn't have a baby anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you don't get discounts on renting a car, you shouldn't uh, have a baby. It seems like she has a lot to work through. Yeah. And it's his choice whether he wants to stay with her while, he's tr- while she's trying to work through this. Mm-hmm. And he should recognize that she's the problems that she's going to therapy for are for her dad she has issues with her father which you know you can kind of connect the dots there on her her feelings towards this person and if you can separate yourself and compartmentalize and maybe if you trust your girlfriend that she's not doing anything and you trust the therapist that he's not doing anything then they can work it through if you really if you can't do that and you're just jealous and you're fighting and right. it's just, it's not worth that to you. Cause then you're going to be needing to go to therapy event, you know, soon. So, um, I'd say if, if you can overcome that, then, then stay together. If you can't, you should break up. Cause it seems like she has a lot of work to do on herself still. Yes. So, yeah. so that's all the things that we've, we've looked at at our That's fun for me. Uh, I think we'll, we'll, we'll definitely do this again, and I think we'll try to find some that are a little bit more outrageous. Uh, <laughs> I kind of like, you have to balance, it's ba- balance man. You balance the, the religion with the atheism, okay? You need True. something fun, but you need something also real. True. I think there's, a, there's another subreddit that we also might bring into this. Uh, I have some okay. thoughts on, uh, but we won't do that today. We've been going on and on about this for a little, a little while. 
Um, I'm going to change gears a little bit. Do it. I'm kind of leading this episode, if you haven't noticed, because you haven't thought of anything. Nope. My uh, mind's been blank. Blank. We haven't... I've had this... this I've had no thoughts. Yeah, I've, I've had some stuff uh, cooking for a while waiting for you, but you you just... You don't care about our listeners. <laughs> no, nah, I care about you so much. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, we're changing gears, not talking about relationships at all. What I want to talk about is... Your favorite things, pedophilia. No, no. Um, pedophilia is not one of my favorite things. No, it's none of that. Uh, it's a lighter subject. Okay. I want to talk about something uh, that we've talked about a few times, similar to uh, nostalgia uh-huh. or when we were I kids. I love nostalgia. So I want to talk about things that were viewed as lame when you were a kid mm-hmm. or bad when you were a kid, but have changed. Okay. So one thing I want to highlight, and some of this has to do with just like times changing. Like we obviously were growing up in the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, things were different then. But things like short shorts. Short shorts were lame <laughs> when we were a kid, as you know now. <laughs> like well, Who's short be- shorts? Are you trying to justify <laughs> your booty shorts? No. Okay. But like when, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. especially for boys, shorts go past the knee. If they are above the knee, that seems like that's going to your ankle, right? But that those <laughs> were the cool shorts when you were a kid. Now, if there's somebody my age wearing shorts that are that big and past the knee, it's reversed. It's switched. It's fucking lame. Like, what are you doing? Uh, I've always been. Is this? Can we? Are we talking about this now? Yeah. Okay. Because I've always. I I'm not a big fan of guys' thighs. Okay. I think they're like really like. They're just different color, like they're whiter, lighter in color usually. Because they usually don't don't show, right? And then there's like a disproportionate like hair ratio thing, Mm. like where it's like hairier on the bottom, but your thighs are like less hairy. I don't know. I've just never been a fan of thighs, men's thighs. Where I'm going with this, I have no idea. I'm just saying short shorts. Like, where is short? If you're above the knee, I, that's fine. I don't mind that at all. If you're be- even even slightly below the knee, I don't really care about that either. I guess it depends on kind of the cut of the jeans. Yeah, if you're but doing like, like wide ass shorts. If they're past the knee, how, how far do they have to be before they're capris? <laughs> well, a capri by... Uh, is calf level, like mid-calf. Sure, okay. Um... So I, I have a couple of more, and then I want to know things that, that you can think okay. of that might have been lame when you were a kid, but now are like, Ugh, like it's know. switched. Uh, so tight pants, or just well-fitting clothes of any kind. Like I was so anti-skinny jean. Right. You you wore fucking flares for the longest time. Okay, they were boot cut. Ew. That's <laughs> a smaller flare. Boot cut jeans. Lame if you're wearing them now. Like, unless if you're wearing boots specifically and you need the room for your shoe. Some girls wear the flare still, and I don't mind it. I don't think I would wear it again, but we'll see. So when I was a kid, it was, you know, you want to wear baggy jeans. Mm -hmm. You want to sag. Yes. You want to have, like, wide legs. Or, like, I the the smallest shirt I would wear was large. I was not a large (laughs) child. And now you wear like smalls. I don't wear smalls. You wear like a youth large. <laughs> I don't. I wear large because I've gotten large. <sighs> How dare you? Um, I was. I saw uh, pictures on Instagram with uh, this is early two thousands when Kieran Knightley was still dating Jamie Dornan, and mm. he was like he wasn't acting at the time. I think he was still modeling. Every 
outfit he wore first of all she would wear the low cut jeans where you yeah. saw like her v like right. line i'm like oh god that's so ugly. button flying might have two but, buttons and, but and like the jeans were like saggy so it wasn't like that it was kind of fit like that and then he would wear baggy ass jeans that were like sagging below his butt with a belt i was like uh. that is such a terrible look like they look like damn fools walking around the streets of london god damn so this is this one is more um Something that is definitely kid versus adult mm. coolness. Uh, plain clothes. What kind of clothes? Plain clothes. Plain. Like one solid color. Like a t-shirt. And it's just like a plain t-shirt. And that's bad? When you're a kid and you're wearing a shirt, that shirt's got to have some shit on it. What? Like it's got to have like a fucking flaming skull or like a guitar or like a band or something. What's a, or what's like, a kid? Like not a teenager. Teenagers wear plain clothes. But right? I don't think that when we were kids, they didn't. Like... Your when, clothes in had to fashion, show Stephen, off. we grew up in the early 2000s. Yeah. Everything had 0% angel on it. Right. Like, like, right. And that shit was cool when you were a kid. You like, liked wrestling. You always had like wrestlers on your no, shirt. No, no, no. Okay. I, I had a lot of band t-shirts and I had a lot of oh, skateboarding shirts. Oh, God. That shirts. was huge. And but like when you're a kid, you, you're you advertising yourself. Yeah. So you want yeah. everybody to know all the shit you're into all the time. Yes. So you're walking around. You're like, no, my pants need to have a fucking flaming skull on the I butt. I like bands. I like skateboarding. And uh, my my pants and shirt tell you that. And my shoes. <laughs> I need to have the fucking wildest ass shoes. Like they need to be, they need to be fucking cushioned because I'm a skateboarder. Or they need to have checkerboards. And like now it's like, I just want a fucking plain pair of shoes. <laughs> I want them to just look as basic as possible. I want, oh, that's a very nice, plain, solid colored t-shirt. I'm going to wear that. You're getting old, man. Um, yeah, I think it I think it comes down to like when you're a kid, you want, you want, if somebody sees you for the first time, you want them to know who you are. <laughs> well, they always say clothes are part of ex- your self-expression, right? Right. So that's what you use it. And when you wear plain clothes, saying, I'm a plain person. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it, it kind of does come down to like subtlety isn't a tool of, of kids. No. Uh, you you learn subtlety kids as you extreme. get older. Kids are extreme. They're like little, I don't I don't know what it is, but almost bipolar in a sense where they're very like so inner, so energetic. And yeah. then they're like passed out. I think, I think out. that actually does kind of come down to like, how you can tell if somebody is mature mm. is if they understand and can utilize subtlety. Mm, okay. Because if you are not a subtle person, you're immature. That's how you're looked at. That's that's kind of how you're like if you're boisterous. Well, isn't the saying of like what's the difference between mature and immaturity is that you um what is it? Oh god, I forgot the saying. Sick. God, you're so good at this. No, uh, it's um, your, not indulgences, but like being able to your, control your urges. Control your urges. Yeah, yeah. That's what maturity is. Yeah. Being able to, yeah, have control over your like, I wanna instincts. Like, I want to do this. Yeah. And then you're like, no, I shouldn't because I have bills to pay and stuff like that. Like, that's mature. Yeah. But giving into your impulses is, I guess, what people define as immature. Interesting. So I have a, a couple of more um, controversial ones. Okay. Uh, being straight edge. Oh, there's a bug. Yeah, fucking move on. Uh, being straight edge. When you're a kid, at least the people I was around, like, oh, you don't drink? You're fucking, you're a pussy, bro. Like, that was. You know what's weird? Because I think it's mentioned before that, like, generation below us and even the generation after that. Yeah. I don't even know if they're still Z or not. Don't do drugs or alcohol. And I remember my cousins 
I'm like, oh, you guys are going to be 21 soon. Let's go drink and let's go. And they're like, okay. oh, we don't drink. I was oh. like, how do you know? <laughs> you don't even know that you don't drink yet. Like, have you ever tried it before? Right. I just think it was it was so funny, like, growing up, uh, especially, like, in junior high. Mm-hmm. Like, there would be, I would have friends that were like, oh, yeah, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I'm like, you're fucking lame. But it's like, I don't do drugs. What am I sitting there like, yeah, I, just because I haven't proclaimed that I'm not. It is kind of lame to proclaim that you don't do drugs. Yeah, just don't do that, it. What did they wear? The X on their hand? Yeah, Ugh. the straight edge X That's on that their thing. Hand. Like, where it's like, you wear the T-shirt. So I think that is a generational thing. It's not necessarily like all young people and old people. I I'm think just it's so like, surprised. I'm like, oh, we don't. I'm like. Why don't, let's try it out first. Yeah, explore. <laughs> let's give it a go. I'm not telling you to snort cocaine or do meth or something. Maybe have a drink and see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> b- blast a fat blunt, children. I know. And the thing is, and they're so like, oh, we don't do this. Let's give it a few years. I bet you will be doing it. Right. It's like, come on. You you live one life. And like people that their personality becomes all about doing a certain substance, those people are lame too. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. When you're, yeah, just, just do stuff. Just live <laughs> your life. Be, be, be a, a human cornucopia. Have many elements Ex- and aspects experiences. of yourself. Experiences. Uh, the thing is like, I don't do drugs. I've drank before. I drank, I started drinking. You're in drinking high now. Yeah, I'm drinking now. I started drinking in high school. I don't drink a lot at right. all. And I know how I am when I drink. And I know that because I've tried it. I know how I am when I smoke weed. I know that I'm paranoid. Mm-hmm. And so then I don't do it. Yeah, maybe every few years or so. I know that I, and I don't do drugs because I know that I'm very susceptible to drugs. I take a little bit. I can take a little tiny Tylenol and my headache will go away. Mm-hmm. It's stuff like that where I know how I am because I've tried certain things. Right. Like I don't need to try meth to know that I, that I can't do it and it won't work well for me. But well, it's just had that. Adderall. I've had Adderall and I know that it works for me. <laughs> like Great. God, I miss Adderall. Anyway, uh, I would never say that I don't do something because even if I don't do it, I don't want to close myself off to it mm-hmm. and be, yeah. I don't want to label myself as somebody that doesn't, like I'm never going to do cocaine. Yeah. I have no desire to do cocaine, but I'm not going to go around saying, oh, I don't do cocaine. Yeah. I, and I don't, like, I'm not the one to pressure people too. Like right. if my little cousin says that they're like, no, we don't drink, I'm like, okay, you don't drink. Right. I think you're fucking lame, but. <laughs> <laughs> <You> fucking herb. <laughs> You know, we could have fun when you turn 21, but whatever. Um, like you <laughs> like you life. would be a fun person to drink with anyway. You'd pass I out. used to be really fun. I'm not fun anymore, no. but I used to be really fun. So that, that I think, is definitely something where it's a generational difference yes. between when we were kids and when people are kids now. Um, when we were kids, uh, being hardcore and edgy and doing drugs and drinking was kind of more cool. Something else that is mm. definitely a generational thing from the 90s to now Something that was very uncool when we were kids. What? Being gay. Was being uncool? Yes. Being gay was uncool. Oh, yeah. We grew up in the 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 height of uh, the the F-word slur. Yeah. Being popular and thrown around. And if like if somebody that. like... Using the word gay as an insult. Right. Or if, if somebody is behaving in a certain way, yeah. you would say, oh, you're being gay. Why are you being so gay, bro? Like, that, that was definitely something that... And I think even those people growing up in that time that would say that to people have evolved to a point where it's like, ooh, yeah, no, that's definitely not who I am. That's So you know how those um, how people get canceled for saying all these bad things when they're younger? Right. I I 
insulted people and said, oh, I thought I, that's gay. That's whatever. Now I would never do that. Right. But back then I did say that. I think the only difference is, is I'm not doing it on Twitter and I'm not saying it like I'm not putting it on print. But I did say that kind of stuff. So, and I'm not that person now then that I was not because that was the thing. Like people right. said that. Yeah. And, and I wish I was more aware and woke and, you know, to not uh, be that person to say that. So, but I did it. So I, I will make a, a proclamation here today. Woke is over. Okay, well, that's for that's for lack of a better word, just aware. Woke, woke culture like is done. It is over. It is, and like cancel culture has now gotten to a point. And I hate talking about this because there's no such thing as cancel culture. Yeah, nobody like, gets really. canceled. Um, yeah, like if you're arrested, like Bill Cosby didn't get canceled. He got arrested. Um, but like people that still like the whole Ellen thing. So right now there's the big thing with with Ellen. She's a horrible boss. She's a bitch. She's abusive <laughs> to her 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 employees. And people are like, oh, her show should get canceled and all that. Because it's like, she's and and she gives off a nice person image. Right. That's her image. Like I'm the girl next door kind of thing. Like personally, uh, fuck Ellen. Like yeah, she's she's an asshole. She I don't always think she's ever been. that nice. No, and she's friends with with a war criminal, George Bush. So like <laughs> yeah, no, fuck her. But honestly. Don't cancel her show. Don't replace her for this. Like they're talking about replacing her for another terrible person, James Corden. Right, right, and like it just fucking like you took off a gay woman, like, and now you're gonna replace it with James Corden, who's a straight man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say, uh, I I don't know the whole idea. Like, as somebody who is a big fan of many different forms of art and artists, artists are not great people by and large. Mm. And you have to understand why that, is like, that? Why can't because they, a lot it's of not people, interesting. Well, a lot of people in order not in order to create, but creation will come from creation comes from some sort of um, struggle, tumultuous, or, or struggle, or, or some sort of yeah. Like you're you're not really getting any sort of good creation from a stable place. Like you have to have whether it be something that you you can contrive. And you can, yes. you can like, oh, I can build a story. I can build, like, a lot of the songs that I write are not, they're written from stories. Like, I will create. Uh, so they're not really your own personal It's experience. fiction. But, like, you do take your own emotional reactions to things. And honestly, most of the best art is created from people that have some sort of uh, adverse emotional reaction to things. Like, that's just how art is created. So most of the time, great artists suck as people. And you can't. You, you can't say, oh, I'm not going to listen to, um, like, oh, John Lennon may have been kind of a, an asshole or, or whatever, so I can't listen to the Beatles or John Lennon's music because he may have been a dick to some people in his life. Like, maybe, sorry, that's just kind of how that works. Maybe canceling isn't the thing. Canceling her show is the thing. It's just changing the work environment. Like, right. That's a positive. Like, making her aware of this. I think the celebrities standing up for her are totally, like, they're blind they don't to this. Understand. Like it doesn't make. That's not the point here. The point right. here is that she's making it intolerable for people to work, right? And that needs to change. Yes. So I have a few more. That's uh, insightful today. That's just the being gay one. Uh, another <laughs> thing that was lame when you were a kid, but really doesn't fucking matter now. Being a virgin. Uh, if somebody that you were at work with or something like somebody your age said, "Oh yeah, I'm a virgin," what would your reaction be? If somebody at work, right? Your your age. My age. Somebody out of. Oh, I would be surprised. I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be like, 
oh, what's wrong with like, you? Like, what's wrong with you now? I'd be like, I'd be, oh, I'd be, really? Like, oh. Yeah, I'd be surprised. I'd like want to know more about like, oh, did you yeah. did you date? Like, I'd ask questions, but it like, but when is you're this a, a personal kid, choice? Is this a religious choice? Right. This is kind of something also with the. You don't bring that up unless you want to talk about it. But it's it's similar to, <laughs> I guess it's similar to the whole straight edge thing. It's like. When I was in junior high and somebody was like, oh, I don't do drugs, I'd be like, you're fucking lame. You're gay, bro, for not doing drugs. Ugh. I wouldn't say that. but I, I, was, we were, I, I don't know if I would have liked you back then. <laughs> I didn't say that. But like, I'd be like, oh, dude, you're lame. You don't do, you're, you're a person You were very judgmental do when it comes to that. And same thing, like somebody be like, oh, I'm a virgin. I'd be like, oh, haha, you're a virgin. I were was you? a virgin. Yeah. Like, I didn't do drugs. <laughs> I was a virgin. But like, if you said that when you were a kid and that was like, oh, yeah. I don't have sex. You were lame. But like the people calling you lame also realistically <laughs> didn't have sex. It's like, what the fuck was everybody thinking? It's, I, I think our uh, idols are the people we looked up to were doing drugs and having sex. And that's right. what we thought were, was cool. So if you weren't doing that, then you weren't cool. Right. Rappers were cool. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Cobain was cool. <laughs> like, oh, bro, you won't kill yourself. You're fucking lame. You're not depressed. That was actually a thing. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't, you're well adjusted. You're happy all the time. You're fucking lame. I think some kids uh, confuse that too, where they think, like, because they're, again, their idols or the people are, like, depressed. And so they think that's They think cool. that makes them interesting. It makes them interesting. And so then they feel like they have to do right. that as well. You don't have to do that to be interesting, guys. True. So I have a couple of other things. This isn't necessarily things that were lame when you were a kid, but. Can you remember, or do you have anything that was uh, lame when you were a kid, but is kind of cool now? Uh, no, I can't think of any. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> um, so the next thing I want to talk about is parents buying the wrong thing for you. Yes. Uh, like, something I was thinking about um, is, like, I would have, I'd ask for, like, a video game or something, and not necessarily my parents, but, like, my grandparents would buy me the wrong video game. They're like, oh, you like video games? So I bought you this bass fishing game. And I'd be like, that's not at all what I wanted. It's it's a video game, but it's not the video game I wanted. You know, did, and did you, what did you do? Oh, I was like, oh, thank you. And honestly, that game was kind of sick. <laughs> that was kind of a sick game. I played a lot of that game. <laughs> they really got you a fish game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I didn't play it for a long period of time, but it's one of those games. You could just drop in. It's just relaxing. Drop a line a couple of times. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to catch this fish. Ooh, what size is this fish? Ooh, I got a big one. Sick. Yeah. Do you have any examples? You know, I don't I don't remember that. We, I did not grow up with money, so like... That's the next one. The then. brand things that I did get, like sodas were really big, and my sister and I had sodas. K-Swisses were really big, and we got K-Swisses. Um, but, K-Swisses, uh, I believe, is the plural of K-Swisses. K-Swisses. Okay. That was that was big, and we got those too. But we would never really wore like what designery things mm. that were back in the day that the kids were wearing and stuff. And I was envious of it, but I don't know. I don't. I don't remember ever like complaining. Like I, I think there were, I was given stuff that I was like, oh, thank you, you know. Like, but I never thought of it as like the wrong thing. Like I wanted this thing. For me, if I wanted something, I would do something to get it. Right, like, right. Either when I got older, having a job or like doing chores for my parents or working yeah. to do something to get the, the thing that I really wanted. But I, I, I can't think of a moment where my mom was like, here's... You were never embarrassed by something that your parents got. Oh, you God, like. I got so many bad things, but I wore them anyway. I right. don't know why. <laughs> right. I think that's like, I was always grateful. Like, I wanted a guitar when I was a mm-hmm. kid. And like, 
obviously the guitar I would want would be like, oh, I want a Gibson or a Fender or like something like I want a real uh, guitar. And my dad and I, I thank him for this. Uh, but the guitar he bought me, which you know, he bought me a fucking guitar. Yeah. So I was happy about it. But it was like but he bought me a guitar from Sears and it was just like a, a <laughs> it's like a, even less than a hundred dollar guitar. Yeah. It was like a, yeah. just an off. And like he told me, he was like, I'm buying you this guitar because you say you want to play guitar and I'm happy you do. But if you give up after a year or two, I don't want to like sink money into a yeah. real good guitar. So learn on this. And then if you like are still interested, then we'll look at buying you like an actual yeah. guitar. Same thing happened with skateboards. Like for a skateboard, I, I would get. My skateboards were cheap. Right. I would get them from fucking like Target and stuff. And then eventually like I was But everybody was getting like those the zero skateboards and all the like designer designer skateboards and you were left right. with those. And eventually I like I was skating for a while and I was like, look, I'm skating every day. <laughs> I want this flip skateboard. Yeah. So I got a flip skateboard with some from some tensor trucks. <laughs> And uh, some some good bearings, and I was like, cool. And then I got a zero skateboard. Like at that point, I had invested the time and effort, and my parents kind of rewarded that. Yeah. Uh, and said, cool, you buy this, and then that's you have to you have to use it. Yeah. I, I, and maybe I did do it, but I, I I honestly can't remember that that moment where I'm like, what the hell did you just give me? <laughs> so I, do, I can't wear this thing. I I did want to talk about poor people brands because we yeah. didn't grow up with a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but. I wanted to talk about popular brands that were poor people brands. So I wanted to specifically talk about something. So that's not K-Swiss's or No. So when talking about shoes, uh, I want to talk about two things. Okay. One, Airwalks. That's the Payless. I want to talk about Payless. <laughs> so I remember. Best believe I shopped at Payless. Oh, I loved Payless. I would go there and I was, so because I would skateboard. My shoes would get tore up. Mm -hmm. Like my shoes would last about a year before the side of my foot was coming out of them because like the grip tape would just rip up your shoes. And so I was like, oh, I'm, every time I got new shoes, I was so excited. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get these these Airwalks, and I'm gonna I'm gonna these are my skating shoes. And like, I I loved going to Payless as a kid. I mean, I didn't love going to Payless as a kid, but I went to Payless and got shoes. And sometimes I'll get like my dress shoes when they don't exist anymore, but yeah. I get like heels and stuff because I don't invest money in heels. I don't wear heels unless I have to. Um, not for Zoom weddings. I get to wear my slides. But um, yeah, yeah, Payless, <clears throat> Airwalks, definitely, definitely had those. <laughs> Loved those. Loved they those. don't last long, though. No. That's the thing. No. You get what you pay for. <laughs> and like that was something, I don't know. I always felt like, Growing up, I was like, oh, yeah, Airwalks. They're just like Vans. They're just like Osiris. They're just like <laughs> DC. Yeah. These are That's, this is shoes. a brand. This is a brand. But and then people would be like, wait, what are you wearing? You're wearing Airwalks? Oh, you're wearing you're wearing." There's cheap um, the Shaq shoes. Uh, were those the and ones or something like that? And ones were not Shaq shoes. No. But like and ones were a brand. Yeah. Okay, so Shaq had shoes. And I remember his like logo was him like a weird dunking like oh. move. But he tried to like. Fake a Jordan. Oh no! <laughs> he looked like a C. He was like curved, if I remember correctly. He had, yeah, there's oh, like a shot. I never owned this, but like I remember seeing those. So, can you think of any other poor people brands? Oh God, poor people brands. Like, uh, so I shopped at all like the mall stores, like Choice. Yeah. Um. Uh. God, what was that? Rave. Rave. I shopped at Rave. Okay. Uh, these were like the Forever Twenty Ones before Forever Twenty One. See, I up. I was a I was a J C Penny a, a Sears uh, 
maybe if your we were mom some shops nice stuff, at department stores macy's would, would macy's be our would be the nice stuff yes yeah. this is, i didn't even know what nordstrom was until, oh, <laughs> or nordstrom, an even marcus or something we like, going to nordstrom. like that did was, that even exist no, I, yes. I think it did but not in my <laughs> not in my world so another poor brand that has kind of made a resurgence is lee jeans oh i i mean maybe i, I don't remember wearing them. So, like jeans my jeans were not they were from choice or rave <laughs> like right they were mall $15 jeans. So I had a moment where like when I was younger, when I was a younger kid, like preteen, I would wear just whatever jeans. Mm-hmm. Like they might have a fucking dragon on the butt, but I would just <laughs> be like, oh yeah, these are jeans, whatever. Yeah. And then it got to a point where I was like, I cannot have a dragon on my ass. I need some plain <laughs> jeans. Yes. They might be hammer holder jeans, but like oh, I, need some, I need some plain jeans. So I would buy, I, at that point I started looking like, okay, what are reliable brands for me? Lee jeans were one of them. Mm-hmm. Another one. Arizona jeans. I remember Arizona jeans. So Arizona jeans, I would wear those. Those were probably like my go-to jeans. Uh, I don't even remember if that was JCPenney or where I would get those from. But like, to me, that was a designer when I was a kid. I was like, oh, Arizona jeans. Yeah. It's really hard for me to remember this stuff. I remember getting some, like my dad was in the Air Force Mm -hmm. for a while and we would go to the base in Fairfield and they have duty-free stuff. So there's no taxes on there. So we'd go there to shop for school. But it, it, it was departmenty almost but like it was like Nordstrom Rack you would get yeah, shit that was like Nordstrom Rack oh, this might have been cool like two years ago but like brands that weren't like anything right yeah we would shop there that's it's where like, I got my tie-dye overalls you from got, you got Macy's Rack yeah <laughs> pretty much it's like the, pretty much the the discount. I didn't like, know. And irregulars. I, you know, what? I'm happy that I didn't know any better. The, That's true. The, okay, so the thing is, though, is as I got older, I do have very expensive taste, um, and that developed more so in high school. And be, I was working in high school, so I was really into skate brands, which, yeah. by the way, is actually really expensive for what they, they are. are. For yeah. what they are, they're really expensive. Like Spitfire, Element. It's like for no reason that yeah. I'm spending a hundred dollars on on these on this these clothes. You and know? you know what's fucked up? A lot of those brands have become streetwear brands now. Like I mean, they're they kind of copy the streetwear thing. But they were kind of streetwear before streetwear became a big thing. Maybe one of the one know, of the first trendy. one trendy. of the first streetwear brands was Vision, Vision Streetwear, and Vision Streetwear was a skate brand. Okay, uh, and it was it was popular amongst like skaters the the Vision stuff, and Vision was always a streetwear brand, and like they they were one of the first big brands that like. But this was before streetwear became what it is now, high fashion type right. stuff. Right, but now you have like Vans is is kind of like. That's not high end. But it it's kind of it's people wear that as like a, a high that, end streetwear thing. What was like the cheaper Vans? Because the thing is, when I got older, I started Airwalks. I started wearing name brand stuff. Airwalks were the cheaper Vans. Um, so I can't remember. I can't remember all the bad if, stuff I had. If you had some money, you yeah. would buy DC. I had you would DCs. Buy maybe Etnies or like Osiris. Osiris had, was for the fuck boys. I had DCs. Osiris was for the guys that like their favorite skater was Chad Muska. Steven, no one's gonna get that. I reference. know, but if they do get it, they'll they'll be like, yes. they'll be like, <laughs> oh hell yes, you're right. Um, Any other uh, poor people brands? Oh god, not that I can think. They're of. all replaced. They replaced like what? There was the the Filas and the Fubus and the Echoes. Yeah, I never wore any of that. No. What what was the 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 cheaper versions of those? I don't know. All I remember is the the skate stuff. That's what I was into. I remember they were making fun of, like, Sean John stuff was... Sean John. 
<laughs> was popular yeah. at one point in junior high. And they were talking about how, like, if you go to the Philippines, you get, like, the knockoff Sean Johns and spelled differently. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. people talking about, like, Abibas <laughs> yeah. and, like, the knockoff brands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I, I'm sure I definitely had some of those. I, I always, like, growing up when I was really young, I always thought K-Swiss was knockoff Adidas. Because they would do the stripes on the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, But they would just have, like, more stripes. <laughs> and, like, K-Swiss... And they were, like, blue or red. But, like, K-Swiss was kind of the whacker brand. But it was a big thing. It was a big thing because we went to school in a poorer area. <laughs> so that was, like, the height of, like, what we could get. So you're telling me that the kids in the private schools weren't... They were not wearing K-Swiss. K-Swiss. No. 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 Hell no. Now they might be. Was there a rapper? Any no. rappers were wearing K-Swiss? If any rapper during the 90s was like <laughs> repping K-Swiss, they were not I need to cool. look that up. I don't know. Jada Kiss, maybe. Okay. Jada K-Swiss. Ah. Yeah. Kind of marketed yeah. that. Okay. So. Thank you for leading this podcast. I think we're, we're nearing the edge. Yeah. Of the edge. The edge. We're nearing the end <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, but I want you mm-hmm. to hand me that bottle of Chanton. Let's pour it. Uh, and while I'm doing that. I had some while you were talking. I know. <laughs> while I'm doing that, can you. Do uh, we do. Are we moving to the mason jar of questions? Get some jar of questions going. Okay. Oh, gonna, look. They can see their jar now. Here's a little I'm mason gonna jar. I'm going to kill this bottle. Do it. Why do I want to kind of drink some more? Okay. First question is, you only have one month to live. What do you do? Hmm. If I had one month to live, I need to travel um, somewhere. I think for the first three weeks, I'm going to be out and about doing shit. Like, I'm going to try all the stuff that I didn't do. And then the last week, I'm just going to be at home, and I'm going to relax. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with my sister, and that's it. But Kill my are- enemies. Oh, you want to kill. (laughs) I'm thinking realistically, if I, if I knew, okay, I am 100%, not like you'll probably die in a month, but like 100% you will die in a month. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to get incredibly (laughs) depressed. Yeah. And I'm probably not going to like for a few weeks, I'm just going to be like, I I can't, I can't, I, I can't grasp this. And then once I finally grasp it, I'll be like, okay, cool. Kill my enemies time. I don't want to spend my time grasping these things. You're gonna. Are you gonna wait till like the day of? No, no, no. Uh, yeah, like I'll probably. I, I want to do some big stuff. Like, like I'm gonna kill the president. But the thing is, like, I'm not gonna do like scary stuff. Like, I'm not still not gonna skydive no, or bungee jump. That. Like, that's not something I want to do. I want to do the things that I want to do. I'm gonna spend every single cent I have because I don't need money anymore. Right. <laughs> right. Um, maybe maybe destro- do some drugs. Maybe do some drugs. Maybe destroy a little bit. Like, yeah. like breaking shit sounds kind of fun. Right. Like, I don't know, even my own car, I'll just like break in all the windows and like slash some tires or something. You have, I really have no consequences. Everyone's going to hate like, me afterwards. But that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I'm going to go kill Donald Trump or I'm going to yeah. go kill uh, somebody who's a piece of shit. Do you want to do like, would you like com- do confessions? Like, What do I have to confess? Uh, maybe you, maybe you do have, maybe some people have things to confess. Would you go to your, like, or your crushes that like, you know, oh, I had a crush. Uh, I've always wanted, to, not always wanted to, but for a long time wanted to tell my, all my crushes that I used to have a crush on them. Cause I think it'd be like, I just went on like, Hey, you know, I had a crush on you and I'm glad you didn't like me back. <laughs> I don't know if you knew, but I just wanted to tell you that. It's an interesting conversation to have. Yeah. 
tell the person that you had a crush on? Like, I think, and I wouldn't feel any, because I, I, I really, I don't get embarrassed easily, so I don't, I don't think I would, right. I wouldn't be embarrassed from it, but I kind of want to tell that person, like, hey, I had a crush on you, and you thank, almost thank you, because you kind of made my high school or junior yeah, high life. you made it interesting. Bearable, yeah. That's a weird thing. Like, I, I do think about that sometimes. It's like, why did I care so much? <laughs> yeah. About like, oh, I can't tell this person, or oh, I gotta, I gotta wait for the right time. It was time, more fun. Like, it was more fun. I guess, but like, fucking, just don't do that. Just, just tell people. No, things. but see, in school, I don't want to tell. I would didn't want to tell my crush because there was a possibility of something happening, and I never wanted something to happen. Mm, see, I always want to think it happens. <laughs> you um, want to, you tell your crush to get the girlfriend. I don't want to tell my right. crush because I don't want the boyfriend. Right, you just want the crush. <laughs> I want the crush. Yeah, okay. that's the fun part. The crush is the fun part. The relationship. Right. Let me let me unravel a jar of questions. Unraveling. <sighs> this question sucks. Why? I don't None know. of the questions in the jar suck. Nature versus nurture. Thoughts? <laughs> you just don't like the way it's questioned. This is a deep conversation that we probably shouldn't, we should wait till later to do. So pull another one. Okay, fine. That's Are like you going to put a, it back a, in the jar? Is, yeah, this is like a whole segment, nature versus nurture. Okay. That's like a big combo. Okay, so you're going to put it back in the jar. It's in the jar. And then we're going to pull it again at the end of an episode. <laughs> and if, if it's the only question, the first question we talk about. Uh, oh, interesting. Oh, finally, a good one. <clears throat> what did your last text message say? Message? Yeah, what did your last text message say? My last say? text message? She's probably talking shit about a Zoom wedding. <laughs> um, oh, uh, it's... Uh, oh, my last... Oh, my? my sorry, I was going to read the last text someone sent me, but my last text... Test, Wow. <sighs> My last text message is they said we look like YouTubers. Ha 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 ha. Mm. And um, that's because in the Zoom wedding, we, like you mentioned, we were very like professional setup. What was the last text message sent to you? Uh, it's the ring light. Uh, <laughs> so my last text message was to you. Uh huh. And it's, I'm still waiting. <laughs> That could be so open-ended. Like, what are you waiting for? Yeah, what was this about? I was telling you to hurry up with Starbucks because we were in line for Trader Joe's. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, because you said, I'm st I'm almost around the corner, and I responded with, I'm still waiting. Any and other interesting, anything other interesting last text messages? Not really. Oh, the last thing I said was, Phil has no business leading anything. Mm, that's, a, that's a work one. Uh, that's a work one. That was a former, oh, he's a VP. There's a lot of work stuff happening, and he's like leading something and i was like he has no business leading anything that's super petty um a lot of my text messages to my friends have been about the cia yeah <laughs> recently um like i have like the last interesting text message that i have that i sent is i've been listening to this podcast series that dives into the history of the cia and jfk assassination and it's super interesting i never really had the details beyond why the cia killed kennedy but now i do uh, the details on early CIA shit is so frustrating. <laughs> is this even warranted or did you just come out of nowhere and be like, by the way, I'm listening to this, 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 and this, and now I know this. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, no, no, no. There was some, there was some back and forth before okay. this. That was actually a, a text message that I sent uh, to my friend that got married today. Aww. That's full circle. All right. Well, that's our episode for today. I was ah. worried that we had nothing to talk about, but apparently we had a lot to talk about. It's been about an hour and a half. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's a supersized episode since we only do episodes about once a month now. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't talk about how the song I started uh, off the episode <laughs> with today was uh, an old Blink-182 song. Uh, well, I told you to pick something about relationships mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because that 
at, like you said, at our core is about relationships. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess we haven't really been doing a fantastic job. I guess I haven't been doing a fantastic job talking about the music that's been on our podcast. So I'm going to try to do a better job of that. So we started off the episode with an old uh, song from Blink-182 called yep. First Date. Uh, it's not great, but recently <laughs> I've been... It's catchy. I've been, uh, I've been doing this thing recently where I've been going through a lot of old music, yeah. like re-downloading old music and being like, what was the deal with me listening to this? And then do you reevaluate, thinking, what was I thinking? Or like, oh yeah, I still like this stuff. Well, yes, both. So there's, there's two examples Who, of this. Yes, tell me. So um, bands that people might have heard of that I did this with, I did this with the band Rancid, and I was like, oh man, like... Some of these songs are good, but Some by, are and large, bops. by and large, they're fucking cringe. Like, I, while listening to Rancid, I was like, oh, re- this band is just filled with a bunch of dumb guys. Yeah. Like, these guys are corny. stupid. It's really corny. They're really dumb. And yeah. they think they're talking about, like, interesting things, yeah. but they're not. And then the opposite reaction I had was with No Effects. Uh-huh. Another band of very similar, like, and I was like. Same time frame. Oh, too? they're actually, yeah, same time frame. I was like, oh, they're actually, like clever and like there's some some interesting depth in a lot of these songs and i used to think these songs were kind of corny or something but like they're actually better than i remember them being i think the the beat that they're on or like the melodies are really simple like maybe as lyrics they're a lot better but when you actually hear the music and a lot of people don't some listen of them to lyrics got some really good some they, of like, them as you said are bobs yeah <laughs> yeah no some of them are, are fairly complex yeah. for, for punk rock bands but i've been doing that a lot with like Hardcore punk rock bands. Like so are you doing with Blink-182 then? I did that with Blink-182. I had, so all the albums I had from Blink-182, coincidentally, were albums that existed before Travis Barker entered the band. Ah. So it was like older stuff, like Dude Ranch and the, the stuff before that. Who was our um, drummer before then? Just some dude. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I was like, oh, I should download the other albums because like I remember just having an attachment to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of it's good, some of it's bad. Um it's a mixed bag, but it's it's good to listen back. I recommend everybody listen back to the music you listened to when you were uh, in high school or younger. It's just fun. Yeah, pull out that Ashanti, that Ja Rule. The... That a global threat, the casualties. <laughs> <laughs> pull out, pull that, out all the stuff you That Monica. To. Oh, God. We TLC. were very different. In sync. We do not have the same hobbies. Uh, but I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna end this episode with yeah. a song from... Uh, an electronic performer slash kind of a group. It's really just one guy, but there is a, a band that's uh, along with it, LCD Sound System. Yeah. I uh, really like LCD Sound System. Um, they put out this album before they quit making music. They since recently uh, put out another album, but after a long time. Uh, but the song I'm going to play is a song called I Can Change off the album This Is Happening. It's really good. Uh, I recommend listening to it. Thank you for joining us today. Bye. Say bye to the camera, Susan. Oh, bye, camera. m and Podcast on Twitter. Follow us. Like us. We're on Spotify. No. no. We're on SoundCloud. 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 Bye.